the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Hey, welcome to About That Life Podcast. I'm Coach C. Collins. Coach MJ, GGT. And we are here to talk about basketball life and everything in between. Again, thank you for those who are following and supporting. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate your help. Um, if you are looking at the, or if you get the chance to look at us on YouTube, it's like a 70 to 80% chance you have not subscribed. So if you do hit that subscribe button, we really appreciate it. If you're listening to us all right now, probably the same percentage. We would appreciate if you hit that follow button. Um, one small click for you helps us out big time. And uh, me and Mark are really pushing and trying to keep pushing out good content for you guys so we really appreciate if you can back us up at, at all but with that being said want to get right to the episode because we have another great guest uh we're continuing with just up january and uh well shoot we're, we're at the end of january now right and yep. and that's some good news we made it yep. through the first month of 2021 amen <laughs> right. things are still intact uh, uh uh despite some of the craziness going on and Honestly, I, I want to say people are actually at least and to be fair, we're, we're in California. I do got to keep that in mind. <laughs> California is a little different, yeah. but it does seem like people are starting to chill out a little more and more. A well, little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little, little bit, a little, little bit. bit. You go to certain pockets, it's still yeah, yeah a little too much. But um, I know this weekend was good. It was good for yeah. us uh, to see. So. With that being said, with Jessup January, uh, we have uh, another great guest, uh, a cool buddy of mine, gotten to know him because he's also a coach in our in my AAU club for YBA, uh, Coach Bryce Jacobson. Um, uh, I'm going to basically let you, because uh, I'm going to have your itinerary and all that good stuff when we're putting on our site, but I'll let you give us a brief, quick version of who you are and what brought you here, and you, you let us know. All right. Yeah. Uh, um no, Bryce Jacobson is the. I'm a new college coach. I'm in my third year at the college level, uh, eighth year coach in total. Um, originally from small town uh, Palmer, Alaska. It's uh, if you're from Alaska, it's about 45 minute drive north of Anchorage. So I was having a fun <laughs> commute for a few years, trying to get through <laughs> school and uh, trying to you know advance the coaching career kind of thing. And uh, so this is year two down here in California. I managed to escape the cold, which is every Alaskan's dream. And <laughs> Oh, uh, how's your winter been here been compared to? The only winter? snow I saw was driving through the pass coming yep. through uh, uh, Nevada after we went up to Idaho. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I had, I had <laughs> enough of it my first 29 years. So. <laughs> nice, man. Um, all right. Well, no, I want to uh, get into it. Well, first, let me give you some applause, man. Because we're happy to have you here. You know that. Me yes, and the audience, we're happy to have you here, man. Yes, sir. Um, and for you guys listening, you know, the biggest thing is I love about this show is we just love to learn and love to hear people's stories because, yep. you know, basketball is kind of a, a universal language for us, right? Yeah, <laughs> so it's always great to learn. Um, first thing I want to just straight up ask you is, you know, how, how's the season at Jessup going for the men's side? And, you know, obviously we talked to all the coaches on the women's side. So why don't you – let us know how that's going. Uh, I mean, definitely unusual. <laughs> um, you know, from the very start of the year, you know, having to work out in like pods, we can't even have the whole team together. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had to quarantine two different two week periods throughout the season with guys wow. having positive tests, things like that. 
Um, you know, during November, we were trying to schedule games, try to have it as much of a, like a normal season as possible. But our first like five or six games all fell through for one reason, mostly pertaining to COVID reasons. Right, right. But then, uh, you know, December, you know, late November, December rolled around and all the division one started hitting us up. Hey. Wow. Um, so we, we were fortunate enough to get five division one games on our schedule this year. We would have had eight, except for we got quarantined for two weeks in December. Very mm. cool. Um, and, uh, you know, which was obviously, obviously a great experience for our guys, you know, getting to travel a little bit, but getting to go play in their and arenas and big all this stuff. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, playing against so, that that next level, that yeah. you know, that yep. you know, obviously our guys all, at least at some point in their life, probably wanted to play Division One. Otherwise, yeah, of what are they doing playing basketball? Of course, um, you know. But to get a chance to go head to head with some of those teams and some good teams, I mean, we played Fresno State, we played University of Nevada, which are you know legitimate yeah. major programs. Yeah, um, you know, and then you know, since then we it's been stop you know stop and go. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of hurry up and wait. We've had five of our first seven conference games have been postponed. Wow, um, tough. I know you told me you said how many times did you get tested? Like I've so over thirty. What the division ones were forcing us to because it's a division one policy. You have to test three times the week leading up to a game. Damn, um, crazy, bro. <laughs> and then there's also like every time we were coming back from a quarantine, we had to go get tested. When wow. we come back from our Christmas break, you have to go te- get tested. Uh, like when we were playing Simpson and some of the some of the NAIs were requiring testing. So I think. Uh, I've had 23 or 24 uh, tests. They've counted wow. every brain cell I have left <laughs> in my brain. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we, we probably won't have to test again uh, if everything goes well until we make it to the national tournament. Okay. The next time we'd have to test now. So. Well, that's good. At least y'all made it there. I mean, but I mean, it sounds like you guys, just like on the women's side, you're trying to maneuver it and deal with it the best way you can. So, that I mean, overall, that's good. And for those who... Are listening, you know, and just might be listening for the first time. Uh, William Jessup is an NAI school. Um, uh, there's, and again, I'm, I gotta assume there are some people I have no clue what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. but just so you guys understand in collegiate basketball, there's uh, the NCAA and there's the NAIA, um, both, uh, you know, college divisions, um, you know, and they, they have tiers of schools and rankings and all that good stuff. Um, but it's just a, a NAI, because uh, I was an NAI guy. Um, I was also I was yeah. at William Penn University. Yeah, ju- just so you guys understand, like um, some of the best players, uh, some Hall of Famers that you guys, if you look at their college career, Scottie Pippen, of course, always comes mm-hmm. to mind, or Dennis Rodman. They were NAI guys. Earl the Pearl. Yeah. So, you know, for some of you uh, parents and kids listening, um, don't exclude that division. <laughs> just a, a suggestion for you guys because, of course, every – Everybody's D one till they go JC. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just how I look at it. Like, man, uh, I love I love what Ted said that time. Um, never, never don't take a phone call, right? So, yeah. so duh, we always try to uh, feed you guys information and some advice. So, uh, Bryce, what brought you to Jess? I mean, what brought you to California, Jess? How how'd your path lead here? Uh, I mean, I didn't really choose a coaching life, to be honest. Like, the coaching life kind of chose me. Nice. Um, you know, I don't know how far you want me to go back. You know, this is year seven or eight. Um, and basically what had happened, I played a couple years of junior college ball for my coach who I work for now here at Jessup, Lance Von Vogt. 
Um, I was out of basketball for a couple of years. I spent a year working at a panel plant. Um, you know, we talked about, yeah, yeah. I worked in negative 30 degree temperature, Oof. working nights outside on forklifts, stacking walls and Ooh, things like man. that. In Alaska. In Alaska, <laughs> working nights outside. Um, you know, I was back in school for a couple of years, but I wasn't, you know, coaching or playing or anything. And then I was, uh, I was living with a buddy of mine in Anchorage, Alaska, and, you know, he got engaged. It's kind of like, you know, when our lease ends, go do your married people thing. And, and I moved out back to Palmer where I'm from. Didn't even plan on staying. Like, I didn't unpack my bags, none of that. And, you know, it was really my mother, who was a middle school teacher, calls me. And she goes, hey, you know, they need an eighth grade basketball coach at the middle school. You make a couple thousand bucks. The season's like, you know, September to like November. And I was poor, so I couldn't say no to, you know, three and a half thousand bucks for an eight-week season yeah. coaching basketball. And, you know, I just caught the bug. You know, I started coaching. The next thing I knew, the high school coach was calling, asked if I would come help out. The kids asked me to do a club team. And it turned into, you know, four years of basically being a full-time student, working weekends at Planet Fitness, and then coaching two school teams and a club team. So going September to May coaching. Nice. And, you know, once I got in the mix, it was just – it was – a passion and it just grew and i figured this is what i wanted to do for the rest of you know how long i can very cool that's dope and and that's it's dope. good i mean you're a young coach and you're starting your path off very so yep. you know you're gonna it, 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 you know the 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 uh the journey <laughs> i'm gonna try to say it the nice <laughs> way <laughs> the journey well, yep and all and and all that you have to go through but but uh more props to you man um You've seen, you know, obviously helping out at the AU level, and and you've seen kind of what the ins and outs of the club here, and just mm -hmm. how AAU basketball works in general. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from like AAU and being a college coach? I mean, how do you? What's your overall assessment of it all? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I helped out, you know, coaching with YBA, but I do a lot of going to the AAU events, recruiting and stuff too, and. Um, you know, I see a, a wide range of uh, – when I look at teams like certain – I was watching Capital Christian yesterday, for instance, mm -hmm. um, and they had a team that they had in playing, and the team they were playing, I can't remember who they were, but it's like one team is running stuff, and, and they have some structure of their defense, and their coach is actually coaching. And then I look at the other team, and their coach <laughs> is like sitting there eating on the bench basically. And like <laughs> – you know, and just kind of like puts the kids out there. It doesn't That's really like funny. hold them accountable. And, and yeah. so what I see is like a wide range of like you see programs, AAU programs that really do things the right way, that are really invested in their kids, that are really yeah. trying to teach their kids things are going to translate as they go back yeah. to their high school teams or college teams. And then I see the other side of things that makes me cringe, honestly, just to see it. Well, I'm glad you talk about because I want to talk about that a little bit because, again, we, we – me and Mark talk about it and – we have parents and we have parents that we have relationship mm. with and kids, we have relationships and we can tell, you know, I can tell, you know, me, you've heard me. I tell them in blue in the face, like college coaches are looking at this. They're yeah, looking 100%. at your body language. They're looking at, you know, are you coachable or do you have IQ like things yeah. like, but, but of course you take them to a typical court side. They don't, yeah. it's just like, they think, we are so far removed we have no clue what we're talking about so that's why i'm glad i have someone who is a college coach literally echoing mm -hmm. some of the stuff me and yep. him preach to our kids all the time because hopefully they hear this episode and they go oh shit i guess it makes sense well, i mean <laughs> we literally have a, a criteria that we've written out that we go through as we're evaluating kids you know the, the first thing on our list is competitive spirit you know nice are, are you gonna come in and 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 fight for your team, fight for your teammates, you know, fight to win games. Mm -hmm. and, and that competitive spirit, obviously there has to be some restraint, some self-control, but are, are you going to 
be that kind of competitor where if you're not playing, mm-hmm. are you going to cry about it and whine about it? Are you going to, you know, get in the gym and work on things you're yeah. not good at? You know, the second one for us is, is toughness, you know, and, and for me, toughness is not just a physical thing. A lot of people think toughness is like yeah. elbowing people in the face, yeah. but a lot of toughness is your mental toughness. Yeah. Like, how do you handle a bad call? Because, I mean, you get it at every level. Like, we don't even get great calls at the college level. You're not going to get them great at the AAU level. Yeah, true. Like, how are you going to respond to that? You're going to lose your mind and, and then have your game go out the window because yeah. you're thinking about everything but your game, you know. Uh, yeah. One of the other ones for us is leadership. You know, yeah. and especially a small university like ours, there's no hiding. Like, you're hmm. you're six foot seven, six foot eight <laughs> on the William Jessup campus. Like, there's Everybody no hiding. Sees you. <laughs> you know, and are you going to be a leader on our campus? Are you going to be, you know, I feel like athletes in general are put in a position of leadership because everybody yeah. sees you and it kind of gives you, you know, more of a voice, you know. Um, another one for us is, like, adaptability, versatility. It's a huge one, you know, and especially our programs, like a lot of college programs, we're the only two positions that really are set positions, point guard and center. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else, you got to be able to play two through four. You know, yeah. even your point guards got to right, play the right. off guard sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the more versatile, the more different things you can do on the court, the more of an option you are for your coach to have you on the floor in whatever role. I like um, that. And then the last one is kind of what you were touching on, basketball IQ. Yeah. You yeah. know I mean? And I think – well, my bad. I just – I just – you saying that i just don't think kids and hopefully to hear this understand how it, iq is so important you know it's what huge. i mean like you tell me would you rather take the the super duper athlete uh you know let's say six nine super duper athlete dunks everything blah blah, blah um with the f minus iq or would you maybe take the six five highly you know less let's say drastically less athletic but extremely high IQ and skilled guy. Like I know for me, I, especially the way the games nowadays, I'm going to take at least at the college level, I'm going to take more of the skilled guys who sure. know the game with the IQ. Right. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, last year in our conference, which is the, the golden state athletic conference is one of the best conferences in the country for NAI. Like we'll send four or five teams in the national tournament on average. Oh, nice. And probably the second best big, you know, we had a big who's now and who was playing at Masters, who's on the Pelicans G League team now. Like wow. he was obviously Ooh. like that next level guy, but that's, that's a that's like a legacy family. Like he yeah. could have gone D one, but his whole family goes to Masters kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The next best, like most productive big in our league was a guy you're talking about, like six five, six six, but playing the five. No. But his thing is one, he's really tough. Two, he's really smart. Three, mm-hmm. he just makes good plays, doesn't make mistakes out there, and he's just solid and consistent. And, you know, That's after it. four or five years, you know, he was, I think he was a senior last year, he was able to be really impactful. And he wasn't a 6'9", putting his elbow in the rim kind of guy. I don't even know if this guy could touch the rim. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but he could make a shot. He made the right reads. He he rebounded, in the, you know, outside of his zone. Mm. Uh, he just does all those little things that allow his, not just him to be successful, but makes his teammates around him more successful. Absolutely. Wow. And, and that just, you know, I don't know. I just think that's. Something that needs to be stressed a little bit. What about you, Mark? You just rather get a bunch of athletes. No, I'm. You know me. I'm more yeah. about skill. Like yeah. you got to be the 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 physical <laughs> stuff is the bonus right. to me. You know, if you're able to be skilled and be a student of the game, then that can take you far, far. If you're really, really skilled. So, but I think because the the biggest testament to me of like the athletic guy with no IQ who never could live up to the hype was uh you guys remember Anthony Bennett. Oh, yeah. Uh, that yeah. drive up, you yeah. know what I mean? He was extremely athletic, but he was kind of an undersized mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. But he sucked when he got to the league because guess what? Everybody's athletic. 
<laughs> everybody's athletic and strong now yep. you have to mm-hmm. be a good basketball player yeah. right and yeah. i and don't get me wrong hey made millions you can't complain mm-hmm. but I, you know there's levels right yeah, you know levels. what i mean if you're not blessed with that type of body and that athleticism mm-hmm. well what do you do you could still yeah. be a, a six seven guy that's uh uh really talented and never really hit your ceiling if you don't, you know, work the game and know exactly. the game. 100%. So that's why I just love touching on that because you're here and they need to hear it from coaches. Yep. <laughs> so talking about a couple current events, uh, Hardwood Palace opened back up. So Sir, definitely happy hey. happy about that one. Uh, so yep. Placer County is back in basketball swing for the most part. Getting so, there. Yeah, right? I was uh, – I, I had teams in Hardwood and Courtside, so I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And um, – just kind of your thought, you guys' thoughts on it. You know, when I was just kind of walking around and stuff out there, I, I, I don't know if you were around at all or checked any of Al Bryce, but you've been in enough weekends, you've seen it. Uh, it just seems like people are really, really happy to be back, you know, yeah. at Hardwood and stuff. So yeah, for sure. I think uh, having sports, in, in at least in this community, from what I could see, has helped out a lot. You guys think you see that? Well, I mean, one of the, the things that, this whole pandemic that a lot of people don't really talk on the forefront is like the, the mental and emotional aspect yep. of being stuck mm-hmm. in your house, yeah. like not being able to do the things you love. And and it's not just for basketball. It's for everybody, yeah. everybody across the country who likes to do anything outside their house, which is everybody right. Uh, is, right. is struggling with, man, I'm just stuck here. I've watched everything on Netflix 36 <laughs> times. Uh, my, my family who I love to death is driving me insane. Cause right. you know, humility right. brews contempt and yeah. like mm-hmm. he, and it's one of those things that as we start to open up and I've talked about this since very, like even over the summer about how grateful we're going to be to be able to get back after it. Mm-hmm. And like, even for us with the disjointed kind of season that we've had to have, like every time we get to play is just a huge blessing. And and we yeah. see with our college guys, they're just, they're just chomping at the bit to get out there. And it drives them insane. They want to scrimmage every day. Cause we're not able to get games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and uh, I think that's going to do a lot of good for a lot of kids yeah. who maybe didn't understand that motivational level. They had to get their work. They're going to be really grateful to have the opportunity yes. now, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. For what, sure. What about you, Mark? Got any thoughts on it? No, like like I said, I, I feel like, you know, going into 2021, you know, the 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 assumption is things are going to get better. So with that being said, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who who has been preparing and, and, and getting ready who who need to play or, you know, like in, in the situation with, you know, MJ, you know, who's yeah. been on, who's been yeah. on the show twice, like they, they're out of the bubble, the Scotland yeah. campus bubble, and they're yeah. going to South Carolina. And now he has an opportunity to be seen, you know. So right. so that's that's the good thing about everything going on right now. Of course, we still don't know if there's going to be high school basketball season, but now they're letting us do the AAU, you yes. know, the, the, the basketball stuff again. So, so so yeah, that's it's, it's exciting. Yeah, uh, well, moving to the next thing, I uh, uh, wanted to definitely give you uh, – or here, let me give you a round of applause, Mark. <laughs> He uh he started uh GGT basketball hey. AAU program y'all so you know definitely want to give congratulations yes, sir, I appreciate you I appreciate it's it's funny <laughs> funny that you're even saying that because we can go back in numerous shows where I'm just like hell nah I'm not I'm not gonna he was do like anti AAU and now he literally started his AAU for real talk club. like listening to you you know I'm just like no nah, I'm good with the skill development <laughs> you know but. But what's crazy about it, so yesterday was our first our first time. We went one and one yesterday. But um 
it's it's different, bro. Yeah, right. It's it <laughs> it's is, different. Right? It is. It's, it's different just being on the side. It's different. Like I said, I'm in the lab. You know, we working, yeah. building yeah. our craft, being on the sideline, the X's and O's, the momentum changes and everything. Of course, I know basketball. I watch I watch basketball, but the hours that I spent, you know, like compared to like you two, you know, is 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 different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, you know, trying to it's a different type of leadership. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so yesterday going through that it was, it was, I, I don't want to say that, okay, like, oh, I'm addicted now. Like, no, <laughs> you know, because cause I'm, cause I'm some real shit. Like, I'm still, my priority in what DGT, God Given Time Basketball, is always going to be about the training. But one of the things that I, I, I was being smart about is um, to my business partner and, and, and uh, my assistant coach, uh, Coach G, one of my homies, he played in Mexico. He, after he after college, he played one year. No, he went. He did one year on the South Dakota University coaching staff. Okay. So everything that he learned, he told me, is still ingrained in his head. He brings that to the table, and then we also added uh, uh, Coach Tyler, Coach Tyler Smith. He's a high school coach at Pioneer High School. He grew up with my boy G. He's a hey, he coached the Woodland Warriors. You know, what I'm saying the yeah, talent in Woodland sure. isn't that good. True, you know. So now that you know, with the GGT thing and and him helping us, both of them are the X's and O's. Like, there's no egos, you know, yeah. what what we, what we do, because I'm with the kids every single day when it comes to the skill work. So for me, it was funny because I, I didn't know about this. He was like, all right, so so what's the deal? Like, only one person can stand and two people got it. I was like, what you mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, that's how I, was it like, works. I was like, okay. I was oh, like, you're going to learn the rules fast. Yeah. So, so, so they were like, they were like, you can just stand, you know, we'll handle the subs, the fouls, the, nice. the X's. I was like, all right. So I, I was the hype man, you know, like, <laughs> let's, let's lock up. So I was just on the sideline when we called the timeout. G and them were just boom, boom, boom with the with the board. So for me, I'm just learning and I'm I'm watching and I'm learning the term. Like I know terminology, but it's just like I said, it's different when I'm telling the kid how to do the jab works and the crossovers and this is what you got to do. To now, we're like, okay, number fourteen on the other team likes to do this, so we need to have help side here. We need to yep. do that. So that was kind of exciting, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that all these kids that I work with every single day, and this is why now I'm kind of like the main thing why why. It just happened in a week. Like I said, it just yeah. wasn't planned, bro. Right, you right. know this. Yeah. It wasn't planned. It's just knowing that from everything I'm hearing that there might not be any high school basketball, there's kids that I work with that I know have a lot of potential. And I know that, okay, even if they might go to another AAU team or play with their high school club team, it's not, I've been with these kids for 12 months since the pandemic. And there's things that these kids do now that they weren't doing before. So my mind was like, I want to create our own narrative for right now. You know what I'm saying, and 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 have certain kids just show out. You know what I'm saying. So, That's what's up. so yeah, man, I'm 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 with you, man. I'm in the AU world now, bro. It's <laughs> Gra- crazy. Congratulations, yeah. Splash yeah. to splash to the coaches and uh, the, uh team uh, GGT basketball. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, no, sir. that the, the biggest thing is like um, you know, the the thing I could say to you. Is what 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 the fuck? Oh, 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 oh my did. god! Get your oh, punk ass out of here! <laughs> in, in case y'all listening, the director of YBA, no, Kenji, just fucking mooned Moon us. us. So that's <laughs> that's funny. I can't wait till he hears this shit. But whatever, <laughs> no. yeah, that's hilarious. No, um, no, the big well for you, <laughs> for you, the hardest. Uh, yeah. where I would say the hardest transition is, um and you might be able to speak on this too, Bryce, as a coach, you know, it's like when you're training a kid, you know, they're going against a cone first off more and more times than not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're watching them finish 
mm-hmm. that step back, that that reverse layup, that mm-hmm. hook shot, whatever. Fuck, you're watching them finish it ten times in a row, twenty times in a row, whatever. Couldn't they yeah. keep practicing it? Keep practicing, practicing. Then they get to the game and they airball it. Yeah. And you, and yeah. that's where it like irritates the fuck out. You're like, yeah. we just worked on that, yeah. like you know. And that's where you have to learn how to really be patient. Yeah. So because yeah. you train them, mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, because you know I train. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah. you're gonna. It, there's gonna be times you will find that frustration because you're yeah. like, oh my fucking god, we literally do yeah. that two thousand yeah. times a day. You'll start yeah. finding you, some gray hairs, you're right? Is that, and yeah. you and you just went zero for nine on that same yeah. thing we worked yeah. on. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the game speed training speed yes you know pickup speed practice speed whatever you want it's just nothing like game speed and we know that because yeah. we played basketball yeah. but i'm just saying yeah when you're a coach you, your words have to impact the game yes. right yeah. your 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 words like have to either motivate or challenge mm-hmm. or you know gets you have to pull some shit yeah. out of your players you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. i think yeah. that's going to be a big challenge for you to learn yeah. in terms yeah. of because you have to do it on the spot yeah right if they fuck up sure. in training or yeah. you know maybe let's say the first ten minutes they're fucking up or they're being lazy or whatever you could take them to the side light them up a little bit like hey man get the fuck out of my gym yeah. if you're not gonna put some work yeah. in or you know all right fuck it you're terrible today we'll work on it tomorrow yeah but <laughs> you can't do that in the heart yeah. of the game in you the heart of the game too. yeah yeah bro yeah. I'm telling you in the heart of the game you know they fucking up you sub them out you say okay you got two minutes to get your shit together and you're going right back <laughs> yeah. in like you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so yeah you'll 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 see but congratulations on oh, all man of i'm 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 excited i'm definitely <laughs> excited i'm still co- good luck yeah thank you thank you thank you <laughs> i um wanted to talk about my kids uh my 16 you kids they're they're in Phoenix. I just want to give a shout out to them. They're doing the okay. Made Hoops event. So, nice. okay. uh, you know, you know my guy Jaden, Matt, yeah. Trevor, Cab, those guys. You can so. actually do things in Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You really can. Like, so, you know, uh, shout out to them from what I've seen. Uh, the May Hoops tournament is going well. It's giving a lot of kids exposure. So, you know, that I'm all about That's dope. giving the kids exposure, man. And then yeah. uh, my 16U team, uh, my backup guard, who was basically my starting guard, uh, Elijah, you know, Elijah from yeah, my band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he dropped like thirty. He dropped hey, like thirty both games. He was, yeah, he wow, was both him, games. Yeah, but he okay. was he was killing. It. He's tough, That's man. He's a little defensive Pat Bev, and you know nice. he was nice. out there getting buckets. So I was proud of him for That's that. Dope. Um, you know, it's just, I had my seventeen. You went one and one. We lost to the Reno Irish, uh, which is uh, a Reno team coached by Bill Ballinger. Um, okay. They're they they play really hard. They just outworked the shit out of us. Yeah. That's just really what it came down to. But. You know, my bigs played well. So, you know, just just trying to get the positive. My guards need to step up. They fucking yeah. got cooked, but they need to step up. 14U did good. They 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 won their games. I just came when I came for that. Was oh, my eighth, that was my eighth oh, grade wow. championship. They won that game. So, hey, okay. good on them. Um, uh, the And, oh, my sixth grade. My sixth grade uh, went one and one. Um, Yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, Today, oh today, today. today. Um, I coached this morning. God bless you for coaching. Sixth yeah, grade. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. It is I've definitely tough, te- right? I've been there, and it's 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 a different world than like the level I coach at. Yeah, now. <laughs> you got to be really patient. It's really <laughs> patient. I accept. I'm gonna have about 15 turnovers. Damn. <laughs> about 20 missed layups. And about oh a 15 second period, you can talk before they just zone out. Exactly. <laughs> like I got to do everything <laughs> in short, angry bursts. <laughs> Damn. And I can't curse because they're not old enough for that yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I gotta go. You 
just make the layup, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do things like that. So that's, that's always fun. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing I wanted to uh, talk about before we get to respectfully disrespectful was just uh, my buddy Matt Johnson. He has an AU program uh, that he formed too. That's really funny because. This is his second week for his program called oh, the wow. called the Lions. Okay. Uh, they went one and one last week, but they won the championship this week. So shout out to you, Matt, and uh, your team because uh, you remember that was the game we we're watching with Luca yeah, yeah, and the Matt white, and with the white jerseys. Yeah, yeah with the, yeah, the yeah, black team with yes, the black jerseys. Yeah, the, okay. So um, shout out to you, Matt, man. Uh, congratulations, man. I know it's always good to kind of get that first championship as a team club, whatever, off your back. So yep. you know, congratulations with you there. Uh, respectfully disrespectful. So, uh, wanted to talk about some funny shit that happened, and you guys can <laughs> tell uh, tell add your color commentary. Much appreciated. So, we played a team called the Sacramento Warriors, my 16U, with my and all my starters. My, my most of my starters besides Benny were gone, and it was my second unit guys. I was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna play. I don't care." And um, get them out there exactly. And the Sacramento Warriors team, uh, we were beating them by 40. And we weren't, you know, I stopped pressing, like, once we are up 20. You know, the respectful things yeah, to yeah. do. I, you know, I told the boys, just, hey, don't make fun of them or nothing. Just play great basketball. Just And, yeah. and that's what my boys do that. They play great competitive basketball. Uh, John had a couple dunks, all that good stuff. Well, then the coach, with two and a half minutes left, starts telling his boys to foul and try to hurt my boys. Oh, hell no. So if anybody hears this and y'all want to pass the message to them, um, that, that, that's some pretty low-class shit, bro. Uh, and I'm saying it to you. So if you want to talk about it, I'm come on my show. Let's talk about it. But that's some low class shit, bro. Like you're telling your kids to try to hurt my kids just because mm -hmm. they're winning. Like I don't see the point of that. I've taken my L's just like anybody else. I just got blown out today <laughs> by lift by uh, fifty. Yeah. They just beat oh, my shit. Just shit out of my sixth grade team. <laughs> hey, I had a team get beat by fifty by Dyshawn Nix's team. So, oh, yeah. see what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm pretty sure you didn't tell your boys. Hey, try to fucking take his ACL out. Like you would have taken my little white boys out. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, that's 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 literally what this dude was like. Yeah, saying. I was that's like, wrong. I was like, come on, man. Uh, so you know, for, yeah, I mean, so for the coaches or anybody listening out there, try to do better. That's that's not okay to do. So 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 am I gonna be? Is that what I'm gonna be experiencing, man? Yeah, that, you might. Yeah, that's gonna be happening, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna I have these stories. You gonna have, in the AU world? You're gonna have these stories. I mean, luckily yeah. in Bryce's world, typically I you know. I would like to think most college coaches aren't telling people to fuck each other up. But. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, like, you know, our level, they, there's a certain standard you got to hold yourself to. I mean, yeah. they, they say it's your job. There's a lot of eyes on you, things like that. But, you know, my take really on it, and, and this, I don't care if I'm coaching, you know, third grade or pro guys. Like, to me, my main job is how am I going to help these guys become the best versions of themselves, yes. exactly. right? Like, if all I do, and I tell every recruit I talk to coming up just so I tell them, if the only thing I do when you come here is teach you how to play basketball, I failed you. And I want you to call me out on that, you know? Yeah. And if that's what you're doing with your team, like, part of sports is learning how to deal with adversity and deal with failure. Yes. Yep. How do you handle it? Because then it comes into life. You start a business, mm -hmm. it doesn't work out. You're just gonna lose your mind and, and act a fool and, no. and be irresponsible. Like, so telling your kids to do that in that situation, and obviously I wasn't there, I didn't witness it, but like, right. there ha you need to take that time. Those big losses are just as much of a teachable moment for yes. kids as any other time. You know, the last yeah. three minutes of the game, call your kids on timeout and be like, hey, how are we gonna finish this? We gonna we gonna act a fool? Are we gonna give up? 
Or are we yeah. going to try to win the last three minutes? We're not going to win the game, yeah. but try to win the last three minutes. Yeah, try yeah. to run our stuff. Can we execute one of our plays, please? Can we get a rotation? on? Like, Start focusing on your details and developing your kids because then kids will learn when that adversity hits, well, I just need to focus on my work. I need to focus on the things I can control, not the scoreboard that's out of reach and such. Now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point. <clears throat> no, um, that's um, and that's just something I wanted to talk Oh, well, that's some a big thing I wanted to talk about too, uh, big, for sure because – you know, we we as coaches, uh, coaches, trainers, whatever leaders, we got to, like you said, we got to hold ourselves accountable yep. to making sure that Amen. we're helping these young men and women, you know, do better in life. So Be that, by example, yeah. By so example. you know, I don't know your name, sir, but um, you know, maybe reassess and rethink that next time when you're in those situations. Uh, the uh, other thing I want to talk about, um, uh, the it was an interesting situation with my sixth grade today. Uh, two of the players that played for my sixth grade were on the opposing team when I got there. What? Right, and you didn't know? I didn't know. I didn't know. Free um, agency's crazy yeah, these days, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and um, what? I didn't know they were gonna play against me. I mean, I knew that was I knew that was a possibility of that being their secondary team. Well, one of them I knew, not the other one. Um, one I had no idea. Um, but I think, and again, this is just my opinion. Because again, with AAU, kids are going to play for multiple teams. They're gonna, yeah. it's just going to happen, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think two things should happen. One, you should tell the coach yep. who's the priority team, right? Yeah. Just to be fair to the coach, like yeah. say, yeah, I want to play for you, but you know, this is kind of my priority team. But when I'm when I have an opportunity, I definitely want to play with you guys too. Yeah. Cool, fine. Let them know that. But then two. This is just what I think and what I believe, and I'm just curious what you two guys' perspective on it. Because I, if if a if a player and their two two teams are playing each other, I prefer that kid just don't play because it sends mm. it sends a subconscious message either way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, if yeah. they play for me, then that team feels like, mm-hmm. well, fuck you. You think we're yeah. not as good, and then vice versa. You know what I mean? Plus. The kid knows both game plans. He knows both <laughs> plays. He knows, you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes yeah. that kid in a very, and I had that happen in terms of, so for my eighth grade, my best eighth grade player, Muhammad, um, we played his, uh, at the time, the team he was alternately playing for called Crossover. And he came to me and said, and I thought this was very mature to hear this from a 14-year-old, but he said, Coach, I'm just not going to play. Yeah. And I was like, That's why? Dope. He was like, because I don't. I don't want to be in the middle of, like, yeah. and I, and so what I did was I set him up with uh, uh, one of our other YBA teams, so we still got games. Mm, so I was like, oh, I said, I'll put you on. With Carl. Yeah. I think I had him play with Coach Robinson or okay, something. And he, yeah. played, he still got to play plenty of basketball because he wanted to play, of course. But I like that his, his approach was like, I'm just not going to go either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, that's I'm, dope. I mean, that's Smart. what I was saying. Smart what do you team. guys think? I just think that's what most kids should do. If you're If you're on two teams, that's cool. But if your two teams are about to play each other, maybe you should just sit that one out. That one game, anyway. Well, communication. I mean, because mm-hmm. even with us right now, yeah. like, I got a couple kids, you know, before I even did the AU thing, that they play with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and one thing that, that has to be done is the communication. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I agree with you. Like, if you are playing with two other teams, there should be a priority team, and you should be communicating that with both coaches. So that's something that I definitely believe. Because, yeah, like, if you're just going to – you know, for for you to say that that one kid that your fourteen year old was able to come to you and be like, "Hey, coach, I'm good." 
I feel like most kids in that situation would just be like, fuck it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just want to play. Most of them would. That's why you know I was very saying? impressed. Muhammad very yeah. much impressed me when he did that. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think, Bryce? Well, I think it's like a life school. And I told you guys, you know, I spent four or five years away from basketball. So I was out in the working mm. world doing things. Mm -hmm. and Like when you're going to leave a job, right? You're supposed to give a two weeks notice. Yeah, right? yeah. You're supposed exactly. to communicate with your boss. Or like when I was coaching and working, I, I had communicated very clearly to my boss, like, hey, you know, basketball is what I'm doing with my life. Like, this is my priority. There's going to be days I'm mm -hmm. going to miss work because I'm going to be, you know, traveling, you know, because our conference for our high school had a six-hour road trip for a conference game. We yeah. had to fly to a team for a conference mm -hmm. game. I was coaching high school. Uh -huh. um, you know, and, you know, the big thing was just communicating. And yeah. we have the same thing at the college level. There's guys who transfer and bounce all over the place, right? The big thing is communicate. And I encourage a kid, like, first communicate that you're even thinking about it. Yeah. Right? Before mm -hmm. you even get to the point where you're just showing up, hey, I'm gone. Like, yeah. because then a lot of times what will happen is you'll sit down with your coach, and if your coach really has your best interests at heart, they're just going to have a very open discussion about, yeah. you know, your role on the team, you know, where you want to go, what you want to have happen. And, and sometimes kids might decide to stay. They might still decide to go. But yeah. at least you're having that conversation. And then you get to the point where, coach, I've made my decision. I'm going to leave. And then, coach, today's my last day. Like that level of communication, because then you don't burn bridges. You never know what's going to happen yeah. down the road. Because one of these kids that might burn a bridge with you a year later from now, coming back, coach, I need a team to play on. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right. like, well, yeah. I don't, you've That's true. damaged my trust with yeah, you a little exactly. bit. Yeah. That and happens a lot. Trust is so easy to lose, so hard to build. Yes. And you yeah. don't want to ruin that with people. And most people like you, like you're pretty rational. Like a kid comes to you like you were talking about and goes, hey, I got this other team. I think this is a really good fit for me. Like yeah. you're not going to hold it against him if he's yeah, communicating. But when he shows up and he's playing for the other team without yeah. telling you, like yeah. that kind of rubs anybody the wrong exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's the team that blew my sixth grade out by 50. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it wasn't it, – obviously, it's not a good feeling, but it's also I put myself in the kid's shoes. How does that feel to, to watch your teammate kick your ass yeah. that you literally just practiced with on Monday – or no, yeah. Wednesday? Right. <laughs> it's probably not a great <laughs> feeling. So, I always try to think it, but they're good kids. So, I mean, they won't do anything. But still, yeah. I just know it's not a good feeling. Well, for a lot of these kids, they're good kids. They just haven't been taught yet. Yeah. You, know, you know, the responsible way to go about, you know, leaving a team, leaving a job, leaving a situation. Absolutely. Uh, um, the last thing uh, was kind of rubbed me the wrong way, too. So um, I have a – and there, there's a few coaches out there that um, do some very low character things, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to refrain from calling them out by name. Usually I don't. But, you know, at the end of the day, that this is who they are, and that's what they choose to do. That's fine. Um, but w something that's come that's coming up more and more that I just felt I wanted to talk about for this episode is coaches encouraging middle school kids to stay held back. Mm. Um, if you're listening to this and you're one of those type of coaches, um, you're a piece of shit. I don't, I don't care if you got a problem with that or not. Why are you telling kids that – Unless they have life circumstances, academic circumstances, whatever, why are you telling them to stay back in the seventh and eighth grade? I mean, I'm seeing it, and it's huge in the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Again, if a family decides that, that is their business. I'm not going to tell anyone how, what, and how to raise their kids. But you, as a coach, who have we have a certain mm -hmm. level of power as a coach. Mm -hmm. We have a certain level of influence mm -hmm. in our small little sectors as a coach. You shouldn't be telling children to reclassify two to three years in a row in order to gain advantage That's because crazy. you're pulling years away from high school for one. 
they you know because once you turn 19 you can't uh play high school ball like so if you're nine if you're a 19 year old sophomore yeah. high school ball is done for you okay. and even still that's even there's even more life risk with that like if you're a 19 year old in high school you're now basically an adult in high school what's your social life uh, you know like, what i mean like, what you, exactly stuff. like if, if he if if i'm a 19 year old yeah uh junior and I, he happens to like a 16-year-old sophomore, yeah. the legality of that already is fucking crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can't. So that's what I'm saying. It's We're not thinking beyond that. We're yeah. just thinking, oh, I just want this really dominant eighth-grade team yeah. so I can make the next Mikey Williams and mm -hmm. Bronny Jr. And, and it just, so, so I'm just saying this, and this is just my take. You coaches that are doing this, you got to stop, please. It's not helping the kids. It's not helping the reputation of AAU coaches. It's not helping AAU basketball. Because I looked up the statistics. I wish I had the report in front of my face. But and next, maybe next episode I will or coaches rise time I'll talk about it. But it says there's no there's no stats backing up that these holdbacks are having a huge advantage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean at the collegiate level or like pro level. You know what I mean. There's there's not the, yeah. uh, the statistics actually showing it's just still the same. Like the, I can't remember what I was watching, but it was something that showed it. You know yeah. what I mean? That showed like yeah the 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 of course there's like the rare like the OJ Mayo's. What was he like a twenty mm. year old freshman? Like yeah, yeah that th those are the rare circumstances. But they're saying the overall like the kids that are being held back yeah. two three years mm -hmm. whatever. They're not getting any advantages. Yeah. They're not like these crazy D1 guys or these yeah. crazy NBA. It's not happening. So I was just curious what you guys thought about that kind of crazy stuff. Well, uh, I was a situation where I did eighth grade twice. Okay. Uh, but for me, I was younger in my grade already. Right. I was also really underdeveloped. And it wasn't a coach encouraging me to do it. It was That's something what I'm that. It was your family, right? Or And it certainly your, wasn't an overnight decision either. Right. It was something yeah. that, as I was, it really seventh and my first eighth grade year had been something that. You know, I everyone else was shooting up, you know, getting their growth spurt. Yeah, yeah. I was still like five foot four. I was like this <laughs> little shrimp. I was the shortest guy on my basketball team wow. and uh I wasn't very good. Like my dad did so in Alaska we don't have as much AAU because it's so expensive right. to travel out of state, but we have club basketball or comp basketball, which is the same thing. We just don't travel out of state. Right. So my dad coached our club team, my mom coached the school team because she was a teacher and I rode the bench for both of them. <laughs> and it was one of those things that, you know, we got you know, towards the end of my eighth grade year, my parents kind of sat me down. They were like, well, you know, told us you, you know, you want to be able to play basketball through high school. And we weren't even really thinking about college at this point. This is, you know, mid-2000s. Things were a little bit different back then. Right. And for me, it was more than just the athletic side, too. Some of it was the social aspect. I wanted to be able to be one of the older, more mature kids in my class. Yeah. Academically, I wasn't horrible, but I wasn't great either. So I was like, well, this is a chance for me to kind of get my grades back, you know, yeah. where they should be. So there's a number of things that went into it. Then I still, I mean, I was 18 my senior, so I wasn't right. like a 20-year-old senior, exactly. or, you know, or whatever. I don't understand why you, as a family, why you would want your son to be held back two or three years in middle school. You know, and as a coach, my philosophy on coaching is I believe God made me to be a servant, and, and coaching is the funnest way I know how to serve other people. Mm -hmm. And if you're really trying to serve the kids that play for you, you have to look at their future, you know. Yeah. I. I've told a lot of people when I was coaching AAU with YBA, like, and, and you've seen me, I'm very, very competitive. Yeah, yeah, okay, I absolutely. Broke, I broke whiteboards my first game. But, <laughs> but my goal as an AAU coach was not to be the winningest AAU coach right, in history. Right, right. Like, my job, and I told each of my, my kids, my job is to teach you how to play this game, 
so that you can have the best basketball experience possible, wherever that takes you. For some kids, it's only going to be through high school. If they get to have a great high school experience, it's there's worth no, it. And there's nothing wrong there's with that. There's nothing wrong yep. with that. If they go to an NAIA, a JUCO, a D3, or D2, and they just get to have this amazing basketball experience where they get to be around great people, travel to great places, you know, have playing games they'll remember, make friendships they have the rest of their life. That is more important to me than, than having some super-powered seventh-grade basketball team. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Go run your trophy all over town? Like, look, I won the U13 championship <laughs> yeah. of Northern California. Like, right. like serve your kids. Yeah. That should be your first exactly. and really only major responsibility is yep. how do I serve my kids, help them to have the brightest future possible on the court and off the court. Yep. Perfect. Well, that's, I mean, that's I like that. that's why I kind of wanted to circle on to that, you know, um, because it's just something I've been hearing kind of more and more in the rumblings in AAU. I've world. heard a little bit of it too. And I just don't, I, again, if families make it, they make it, That's or make that decision, they make it. I just don't think coaches should yeah. be encouraging it. I think that's crossing the line a little bit. But hey, everybody has their own get down. <laughs> I'm yeah. just, I, yeah. I've just learned I don't I don't deal with it. I saw a dude yesterday, I don't know if we have time, but, but yeah, the, so maybe you can explain this to me. So yesterday when we were playing, remember I'm, I'm new to this AU world. <laughs> and so one of my assistant coaches, he was telling me, and I'm not going to say any names or whatever, but there was this dude yesterday at courtside going to like team the team, like talking to kids. And so talk, my, my assistant coach was like, yo, we got to watch out for that guy. I was like, why? And so we waited till he walked by and he's like, he's like, he's poaching kids. I was like, poaching kids? Like, what the hell? What? Wait, what? I was like, what are we doing? What are you talking about poaching kids? He was like, oh, like he has, he go, he has this Adidas circuit or something, and he's trying to get this kid. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, I'm like it'd be like that. Like, yes, it's very like much they, like they that. They really got people like that doing stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's why when you hear these stories, it's crazy. That's, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they're you know, if someone's lucky enough to get a shoe contract or yeah. something like that, like we have a Nike contract, like uh-huh. I told you, but it's not, uh-huh. but the the brand isn't about the nike it's about yeah the club yeah and yeah, enjoying yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. so you know but there are yeah there are we we, we call them handlers right they're the yeah, handlers okay. they okay. come out there and, and try to poach your kids and coach them at these high level tournaments and stuff so they okay. can look good okay. and their okay. brand can look good and you know because basically like Especially the shoe contract, the high level ones like let's say a EYBL or whatever, yeah. or, or an Adidas uh, uh, Elite Circuit, because there's there's the gold, the silver, and now there's like even a top circuit. Like they're basically gonna hand this coach or this person a check and say, "We we better get wins. We better get D one guys and wins." Wow. So you're under that pressure to win. Yeah. Um, YBA, we're lucky because our contract doesn't require that. Our yeah, like, our contract yeah, yeah. is more about the numbers because yeah, we have so yeah. many kids in this club. Yeah, yeah. Nike's just like, just make sure all like 500 of your kids are in our Nike <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's all they care yeah. about. Just put us in your gear. So, yeah. you know, we don't have, we're not under that pressure. Of course, we want to win. Like you said, Bryce, you competitor. I'm a competitor. We're all competitors. Mm-hmm. But no, poaching is a real thing, bro. Yeah. And, and as, if you really have a kid who starts to truly stand out mm-hmm. in your uh, as you go through your club and mm-hmm. your adventures? Um, yes, they they'll be in their DMs, they'll be in their Snapchat. They'll I, I can I can't tell you how many times my kids send me, oh coach, this club is hitting me up, or this guy's DMing me, or this guy went. And, you know, I tell them tell them tell them who your coach is. Like once they say my name, they like <laughs> they they typically like oh never mind, this motherfucker ain't. You know, they're like oh that's Chris guy, no, that's one of his kids. Yeah. They not leaving. You know, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. but that's why I told you I try to yeah. build partnerships and network because yeah. some of these people. And this is me speaking on my guy Marshall. 
who's the uh, top 17 you coach for the Oakland Soldiers. Okay. Um, uh, Oakland cat, born and raised like myself, um, uh, head coach at Alameda Junior College. Um, he's a cool, he's a really good guy. He, yeah. He's in it for the right reasons. He nice. wants to help young men uh, be successful in life, very similar like what we're talking about. He is someone I will immediately make a phone call to um, about a kid that, that I think, you know, like, man, this kid's a little too good for yeah. my stage let's yep. get him to this potential eybl stage to where yeah. he can be on the you know and everyone knows that's like the top top as far as AU, you yeah. know stage to be on um i'll make that phone call to him because i know he's in it for the right reasons yeah um but you also learn there's a lot of cats that are in it for the wrong reason yeah so you know it's just uh one of those things you you kind of learn and go through amen crazy i wanted to do some quick shout outs before we close the show out um, I want to do a shout out to uh, One Vision for having my kids in Phoenix. I want to give a shout out to uh, Lions team. Um, Matt, you know, good job out there. I want to give a shout out to uh, Coach Ballinger and uh, the Reno Irish, even though you kicked my 17 U's ass. <laughs> Uh, you guys are a good group and you work hard. He let me coach. I actually coached his son for a couple years for me. So, um, you know, shout out to you guys and, and uh, you know, all the teams out there. Um, keep doing your thing. The positive teams out there trying to do good by the kids and everything. Big shout outs to you guys. And obviously for you, Mark, starting up your own Thank basketball you. program. You. I can't, it, can't wait to hear Thank more you. stories and adventures for yep, you. Yep. Um, Bryce, thanks for coming on the show. No, thank you for having me. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Nah, man. Well, feel free to come back. Like, Ted did a part two. You're more than welcome to do a part yeah. two. I, listen, I got stories for days. So <laughs> and it's funny. We're not filming it. It's funny because it's. I'm so used to seeing Todd. I know. And hey. just so you guys who are listening, we're not filming this one. It's all audio yeah. uh, because uh, Ty had family stuff. Yeah. And it's just feeling weird not having him in that corner because I'm so used to so much it. bigger in this room. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> but I would time. But shout out to you, bro. Uh, uh, you know we, we 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 miss you, man. We know you're always doing working hard for us. But um, everybody stay safe out there. You know, COVID is still a thing, so please protect yourself as much as possible. Uh, take care of your family. Um, and is there anything else I'm trying to think? Are we good? Yeah, we good. All right, man. We are out.